0: All right, welcome in. It is the early line
1: here on The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. And uh, as we continue to plot along here during the week, uh, waiting uh, for that uh, calendar flip over to the month of May. And uh, we are doing that because we are hoping, uh, fingers crossed, uh, that all will be uh, continue to be good news on the coronavirus front, uh, certainly when it comes to our sports and listen the data is coming in and we are certainly on the right side of the curve here people and uh things are uh, the news has been very very good now of course doesn't mean to be go out and be crazy but at the same time uh we're heading in the right direction so it means all of this uh as painful as it has been for many of uh many of us there it is it is working, so which is great news, which means we are a little bit closer to having sports back than we were just a month ago, Dane. It's kind of hard to, still hard for me to wrap my head around that, you know, it, at the end of March, we had so much unknown. Uh, we just, we did not know. We were thinking everything was gonna be canceled. We, we weren't sure what was going on, and yet here we are uh, looking forward to now, I do believe, you know, we had mentioned the NBA, Talked about opening up facilities uh, Friday of this week, but that looks now uh, that they are going to push it back till next week. Uh, bottom line is they're going to go and I think May 8th, they said they've got guidelines in place for safe workouts. It's not going to be a team effort. It's going to be individuals allowed to show up at, uh, at places, maybe a, you know some trainers, some staff, that kind of thing, uh, all following very uh, stringent guidelines. But Anytime you put the key in the door and you open it back up and you give athletes an opportunity to come walking in, that's a good sign, Dane. And and, and that is something I don't know any of us thought a month ago was going to happen even remotely close to the first week in May. But that does seem to be uh, where we are at. And, of course, uh, some states still uh, bogged down there, don't know exactly when they are going to be able to have any sort of activities like that certainly new york and california but there are a number of states in between who this week have uh, begun slowly putting uh, steps in place to get opened again and that includes professional sports teams as well as college teams and the list goes on so i'm glad Dane. i mean here we are we're sitting on the 29th of april coming to an end uh, the roller coaster of emotions and information and just craziness that has been our lives over the last 45 days. Uh, it looks like we're finally, the, the talks and the conversation isn't about doom and gloom, but more, all right, begin the process to slowly get back to what is considered to be a little bit of normalcy and certainly a little bit of our sports world back, which I think everybody is looking forward to.
2: Yeah, good morning, Joe. I think you're right you know i think we've now started to wrap our minds around uh not only this crisis but what the curve could Mm -hmm. look like and you know to take to take the page out of the philadelphia 76ers we have to trust the process right? right so the idea and we've talked about this before joe the idea of using a date as like the drop dead or the end all or like it's gonna we're gonna open the latches now I think is a fool's errand we have to continue to trust the process respond to what we are seeing you know in our communities in our hospitals and just still be prudent on how we do this uh whether it's phase one phase two phase three or whether it's you know four players in the uh, can be at a facility at one time but like you said joe when we turn the key and open the door and walk on in that does seem to be a step in the right direction and a good thing the only thing joe is if you're Tom Brady, you're walking into the wrong house on the board but, well, then. when you walk in. Uh,
1: I, I please, I'd have, I'd have threw him out. I'd have <laughs> called the cops. I'd have been like, get your get out. I'd have got every piece of jet gear I had and threw it at him. Um, but no, listen, it's I, I'm really happy. I mean, I, I for the first time, finally, some light at the end of this tunnel, maybe here, Dane. Where instead oh. of all that doom and gloom, we are finally. We just had the draft coming out of the draft, which gave us for the first time in a month that feeling of normalcy, you know what I mean? Where we had something to look forward to over the weekend. You know, we had, we had sports information. We had something that everybody, uh, of course, was enamored with because it was the only thing on town. But uh, it was the NFL. And just for a brief moment there, Dane, even doing the show here on the network for, uh, you know, 10 hours and in, uh, in three days yeah. of going live that draft, those 10 hours were the most normal it has felt in a, uh, in a long, long time, right? So I thought it was great. I love the direction we're going. It gives me hope for the NBA. I do think uh, Major League Baseball is just around the corner now. I know uh, come Friday, which will be May 1st, uh, 2020, which is also hard to believe, uh, <laughs> but we are going to, I, I'm obviously in the next week, I think Major League Baseball is going to outline some thoughts about uh, when sure. and how they can get uh, back going. And I do think that there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of talk about uh, some maybe different looking types of uh, baseball when we have the rule changes and those kinds of things that uh, might be able to take place. And, and we've said it, Dane, with Major League Baseball and we, the NBA, we said, listen, you've got kind of like a blank canvas right now. Right. Experimental uh, you, way. You go. like Nobody's going to hold it against you. There are absolutely things that Major League Baseball could do this year that would have taken years for them to ever implement into the game. But why not now, Dane? Because the virtual draft was, again, a perfect example in the NFL. So many people are like, this is going to suck. You gotta, they are never going to – well, it turns out like, oh, it, this was actually pretty good. I've got, ai got a real sneak, <laughs> the idea Dave. that once baseball implements one or two of these experimental type of things, people are going to be like, wow, that's, that's not that bad at all Dave." And I hope they do. I really hope they do.
2: Yeah. You know, that makes sense. You know, especially in baseball, Joe, yep. right? There is no sport on, in this country, at least that kind of waxes poetic about their record book and is more nostalgic yep. about quote unquote boys of summer, you know, uh, as we kind of grew up as a society, right? So the idea of experimenting in baseball has not always been met uh, positively, but think right. about it, right? Think about things like the wild card. Think about things like the DH, yep. you know, that have been implemented that at first, you know, uh, kind of had people holding their britches, but now are widely accepted. So I could see some tinkering. And, and to be quite honest, Joe, baseball had a, uh, a problem. Yep. On its end, in mm-hmm. terms of pace of play, in terms of kind of the engagement with fans, yep. as the uh, I, I hate to paint it with a broad brush, right? But it, the millennial fan, you know, was starting to move towards uh, the NBA, to the NFL, even yep. major soccer, as opposed to baseball. So they do have an opportunity here yep. to see how they can um freshen it up. A little bit. And I think the public, the powers that be, everybody is a little bit more willing to try something, given the context we're in with COVID.
1: It was funny, too. uh, It was interesting that um, um, the governor of New York there, uh, Mr. Cuomo, had uh, made some very interesting comments this week talking. He was asked during one of his press conferences about the ability of what we see uh baseball in New York. Will we see Yankee games? You know, will we see Met games? And, you know, I thought his answer was interesting because he talked about, listen, I don't know the dollar sign, the dollar values meant here. And he, and he's, he's spot on there. He's like, I don't know if they are getting paid sitting home, if they're not uh, right. sitting home, he said, uh, he says, I would do nothing but love to be able to, you know, park my butt on a couch and watch the New York Yankees play baseball. Even if that means no fans, so be it. It would still be great uh, to be able to do that, he said. But again, I don't know how the economics work of this. I don't know how to broadcast revenue works with this in the gate. And he was right. He says, but I just, if I'm a player, he said, I'm thinking some revenue is better than absolutely no yep. revenue. Um, and he said, I, I, I think, and this was the best line of his thing. You got to think outside the box. He's like, if it's you got to be able to think outside the box, which is something Major League Baseball has been very opposed to doing over the years. So uh, it's not that they're opposed to bringing baseball back, certainly in New York, but uh, it just seems like they got to figure it out. And we've been saying this, Dan, uh, yep. sooner rather
2: than later, and that's the players as well. Yeah, listen, I've been saying now for about two weeks. We mm-hmm. can- Right. Like the devil is in the details.
1: Yes, it is.
2: How they do this. And it's not about planting a flag on a date. It's about collaborating on the how and the plan and the thresholds and the conditions of how to do this. You know, and I do think we're starting to realize this and see. I know you were talking about in Vegas, Joe, how they're going to put up like, you know, uh, the kind of glass. Right. That you may see at a buffet food place or at a liquor store or something like that, there are going to be so many other ways Mm -hmm. um, that we just do business now. We're going to have to start to wrap our head around. That's what we mean when we use the term the new normal, right, Right. Joe? Yeah, exactly. Things that are new to us, but that are going to just be normal. I'm here, by the way, in New York City, like in a normal store, okay, like a deli or a convenience store that is still open. There are now signs up, Joe, like no mask. No entry.
1: No, nothing. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Normal. That is new for me, but it is very quickly becoming normal. And to your point, Joe, the revenue. You know, I think the TV revenue, what they get from the networks, is mm-hmm. a lot more than they ever get yes. from forty-five or fifty thousand butts in seats and selling some cotton candy and a T-shirt. Fine. Okay, so the fact to come back and have that be a product to satisfy the TV partners will uh, be that first step in all of these sports.
1: Nate, listen, it makes total sense, right? Being able to having some uh, revenue as opposed to no revenue is always going to be a better option. And also just what it would mean uh, to society in general, uh, having the ability to have at least some sense of uh, normalcy back in the sports uh, arena, even if that means. Not going to Yankee Stadium to see games, but if all goes well, uh, you know, in the in the future, we'll eventually get that back too. um, you know, sooner, hopefully than uh, than later. But it's it's coming. And that seems to be a lot of the discussions right now. What that will look like, I, I think we've all gotten over, Dane, the idea of Ooh, it's going to be weird without any fans. Now we're good. There, there's only one sport. Weird. Yeah, there's only one sport that has the most to worry about of the fans not being in attendance uh, because it's not economically feasible, and that's college football.: That's uh, right. College football makes its revenue from the gates and the ability to be able to do all those things when you got you know 60,000 uh, to 100,000 screaming fans showing up at a campus uh, you know each and every week for home game. That's their source of revenue. The NFL makes very little. Uh, in the scope of things from fans in attendance. So the only sport that really is kind of still sitting there going, please, 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 right. let's hope this all gets back and it makes sense is college football because their revenue is generated from asses and seats. And hopefully, but again, that we're, we're still months away from that too as well, but I understand why they would be way more concerned than what Major League Baseball should be concerned about.
2: Joe, I think that's a great point. Um, I think there's a couple of other reasons why, why college football is kind of really behind the eight ball here. Mm-hmm. So, one, they're not professionals, Joe. No, oh, that's a good point. They're yep. amateurs. Okay, they're amateurs. So, the idea of you can't tell these 18 19 year old kids they have to go play right you know what i mean um and i understand that it's revenue for the university and all but you know uh lebron james giannis they're under contract they are professionals. they get paid to do this job okay my uh, the junior the junior left tackle at michigan state very different mm-hmm. and i've even seen athletic directors and university present president, president right. come out joe and say it's a moot point until we open up the campuses you can't say you can't say to your college student body like no it's not safe to be on campus Mm -hmm. but these 54 guys come on in and play like they can't do that at the amateur level okay so and you're right a hundred thousand people at the horseshoe at the big house or whatever i truly believe college football and college sports is a different set of circumstances than the pros for a number of little wrinkles yep
1: absolutely and and Good news on that front too. This is kind of the first time where we've actually heard from campuses and universities around the country about their plans for fall classes, because Dane's right. You can't ask football players to come and play if students aren't coming back to school. So I mean, if you're not holding classes, how the hell are you going to get football players right. on the there? The campus
2: is shut down <laughs> right. yeah. oh, and locked down. Right.
1: And, and there and are about uh, <laughs> about 20 to 25 big universities, Oklahoma State, University of Miami, Nebraska, yeah. uh, Missouri, uh, Oklahoma, obviously, University of Oklahoma as well. A lot of universities are already in their president starting to come out this week and say, we are having fall classes at this particular point, barring anything, obviously. Uh, going crazy, but if things continue to do what the, what we anticipate they're doing, they're planning on having classes, and I think that's the first step in college football paranoia. Is that before we tackle the fans in the stands, you got to get students back at the school. So like yeah, yeah, right. No. You got to hold classes. <laughs> like if there's no classes, it makes no sense. Now I don't know whether or not that means how many kids will opt not to go back to campus, but that. That's right. That's a different argument. The reality is if the campus is open and, you know, they're holding classes, then that is certainly good enough in order to be able to justify why uh, football players should be playing football on Saturdays.
2: Yes, but if the reverse happens, like, you're right. I'm just talking about the reverse, right? Like, if, if Vanderbilt University mm-hmm. is closed down,
1: right? And I'm not <laughs> saying all are going to close down. I, I'm not all are going to, but there are a significant portion that already are.
2: I'm just talking about, like you say, it can't be a date. It has to be a process. Right. Well, for college sports, guess what? A part of the process that must happen first classes. is the university needs to open.
1: Yeah, classes
2: would help. Like, that would <laughs> yeah. really help, man.
1: <laughs> be on campus. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that would be the best thing. That would be the best thing. Like, start with that. Kids can In go to amateurs, English. Amateurs, English. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. So Absolutely.
2: Supposedly, the priority is not for them. To make it pop on saturday right. afternoons, right
1: yes and and i gotta listen it's big money and it, it affects the whole university we all get that but if you're not holding classes there is no way in uh in this world that they're going to be able to justify having uh, any kind of football anyway so baby steps first step get kids signed up for ball classes you know get it all get the schedules out do that type of thing and then the rest i am sure will follow but as far as baseball goes I'm all right, with no fans in the stands here, Dan. I, I mean i I am, I am fine with that as they try to figure out, and I'm sure we'll hear, is it going to be three states, four states, five states? i There are going to be some states that uh, are going to have teams that are going to have to relocate. I don't think Major League Baseball happens this year without there being multiple locations for teams uh and split it up. We've heard Florida, Texas, and uh, Arizona, and I'm sure there might be one or two of. Uh, I I am sure that there's going to be some combination of that, Dane, which is not going to look normal. And I think everybody's going to be okay with it. And when we come up, I want to ask you, though, of the craziness, the ideas of Major League Baseball that they could experiment with if you only had to pick one. You know, we'll, we'll talk about what that one is. What's that one thing that if you now you have the opportunity for Major League Baseball to say, all right, Let's here you go. you wanted it. Here you go. Let's do it. And we'll talk about what some of those options are uh, coming up. We also want to talk about uh, the Jordan uh, documentary, who that continues to uh, heat up an old rivalry, and I love it. Uh, and also one former player getting thrown under his bus with his wife and everything else. Whole lot going on there. Love the drama. Love the Jordan documentary. We'll talk about that coming up next here. It is the early line. It is the bridge. It is sportsgrid.com. We'll be right back Welcome back in here. It is the early line on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez, here with you as we continue to push along at uh, at the end of April, welcoming in the month of May soon enough. Here, end of the week, Friday, it will be May first, 2020, a date in which uh, we thought May or it felt like it would never it would never come here. Dane, as uh, as March felt like six I months. Felt- yeah. April has just been even even harder to get through, but we all kind of circled that May first, right? Uh, and said, "All right, May first, we'll, we'll, we're going through all this. May first, we'll have some better, you know, clarity at the very least." And I think we're we're heading in that direction because the data that's coming in, telling us that everything we've done and sacrificed at this particular point, Dane, has worked, and we are on the right side of what that curve uh, is, and that's all good news so hopefully we'll be able to get some uh some of our favorite sports back sooner rather than later and we were talking about major league baseball having an opportunity here dane to kind of listen you got a blank canvas man do what you want to do uh this is not going to resemble anything that we're used to anyway in a 162 game season there are going to be a number of teams who are not going to be uh able to probably play Anytime soon within their state, New York, and of course, uh, LA and and other places around the country, Uh, there is going to be a condensed season of some sort. So if it's not going to be the same old, same old Dane, it really does give them an opportunity, Major League Baseball. Some of these things people have been harping about for years, Dane, now would be a great time for them to be able to say, you know what, you've been screaming for it. This isn't going to be anything uh, that's normal anyway, so here you go. We're going to implement what, Dane? What would you like to see them do? And we've got a lot of options to choose from here. Whether it surrounds the DH, whether it surrounds umpire, whatever it
2: is, where would you like to see them go here for this season? Uh, you touched on it—the idea of the DH. Okay, and cool. I think um, I think they need to normalize the American League and the National League. The okay. Same. And listen, mm-hmm. over the last few years, there's been an increase in the amount of interleague games. Yeah. And some of the proposals that we see this year, Joe, you know, realigning based on spring training locations, right? So if the Yankees have to play the Phillies, you know, 19 times, they have to figure out what they're going to do with the DH. Yep. And I think that, listen, Joe, in the NFL, in the NBA, in Major League Baseball, in every league, all the rules and all the evolutions are towards the offensive side, Right. right? So I think what we may see is the National League need to adopt a DH. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to go the other way because the union won't allow that. Right. Then, you know, you've got some guys in Major League Baseball right now who have a job as a DH, as the quote-unquote professional hitter. Right? So I think uh, that could be one thing. The other thing I would like to see, Joe... I'd like to see it go back to the days of yore where it was more commonplace to play a damn doubleheader, Joe. Right. Okay, Ernie Banks would be like, let's play two, you know? And for so many reasons. One, that would be more day games. Kids could be able to see this. Remember, some of these kids are not in school yet anymore because these schools aren't open yet, That's right? correct, right. And Major League Baseball may be playing in June when kids are still, schools are still closed. That's and correct. So for me, normalizing the DH, so that the American League and the National League can kind of be more of an apples-to-apples comparison and the idea of doubleheaders. I think doubleheaders should come back, and I've seen proposals where there's like seven-inning doubleheaders or putting a doubleheader in, you know, once or twice a week to make up games to get to 162. I think those are a couple of things we can do. I'm intrigued by solutions for extra innings or the pitch clock or the mountain visits and some of the other, or the expanded rosters. Some of those intrigue me, but if I was commissioner and can wave magic wand, it would be things that are DH and DH double headers and designated. hitters.
1: Uh, you know, listen, it's uh pitchers. I believe uh, in the numbers, Dane pitchers are the worst that we have ever seen them in the history of the game right now. They, they, they really do suck. Um, <laughs> they just, they cannot hit. And, it it would just go to make sense, right? I mean, while it's more of a purist game with the pitcher uh, hitting, uh, I get it. And there's always going to be some of those outliers. uh, And we've seen Bumgartner and Kershaw and these guys be really, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen these things before, but in in all, um, the numbers bared out where I think they hit collectively 128 last year. They struck out 44% of the time. It's like, all right, can we not, have the pitcher? It's like an easy out. Let's get a DH in both leagues. I, I kind of agree with you. And I know there's going to be some people there that are screaming and yelling, Dane, about the automated strike zone. And it's interesting because it is of all of the possibilities that you can experiment with. This one would be hard to go back from, um, I think, because once people in this day and age of uh, instant uh, gratification and justification of saying see i told you look at the look at the pitch look at the replay it was a strike i don't know that unless they are 100% sold on this and this was going to come their figure inevitably it's going to happen anyway dane i don't know that once they throw this in it could really right. ever
2: go back the other way right yeah i agree with you there is no turning back it right. would be the one most aligned to this concept of physical yep. distancing though right yeah Take it would fire off the damn field then there's less people out there. Yep. But I agree with you. You know, And also, we've only been ever talking about this for balls and strikes. It's not right. about foul tips. It's not about calls on the bases. It's not about fair foul, right? So um, automating the strike zone is something that has gained yep. steam. But you're right. This would be a move kind of past the point of no return as we look to the automation of society. Shout out to Andrew Yang.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. I-, I do think it's going to be – Interesting, how they approach this moving forward yeah. uh, with that because it's something that's not going away now they were working out the kinks over the last couple of years, we know in some independent yeah. leagues yeah. right, and it, it some of it worked, some of it didn't, but I think there's no denying the in, the technology is there um yeah. and you're always <laughs> going yeah, you're always going to have that argument of uh you know what get the call right as opposed to well, that's part of the game getting right calls and getting uh, blown calls. Yada yada yada. I get it. But this is not something that is going to be once the fans get a hold of it. Uh, it won't matter to those who eventually end up going back to games anyway. Dan, gonna be very hard for them to to justify what's going on. But the the game at home from a television perspective, man, they do it right now. We're like,
2: right. that wasn't a I strike. They put the heat map over right. it. I mean, like, it's like all that. We see replays, like, that's why also baseball. Yes had to eventually go to instant replay.
0: Yes. Everyone yes. at
2: home, everyone in the stadium on the jumbotron can see it. Yes. You know, so when you talk about the spirit of getting it right, at some point they had to go to it right. because everyone can see it, especially at home with the technology and the camera angles that we have. So they have to go to it. You know, so I think that's part of it as well. Two
1: other things that they've talked about here, uh guys, that they have to take into consideration, certainly from Timing perspective, since it ain 't going to be one hundred yeah. and sixty two games and it 's going to be condensed in the areas that they 're going to be playing, uh, one of them is ties allowing ties, the other is a mercy rule dane uh, that listen if it is fifteen to one in the sixth inning, there is really no need to continue to play this through nine innings, and it just it 's a waste of time uh, while I agree with that concept, it makes sense. Um, it would be very hard to convince millionaire athletes that they're right. out of it, even if That's they right. are out of it, right? I don't I don't That's know right. how that would go over
2: with the fans either. Right. This isn't Little League baseball, right? right. It, you know, this isn't even the college world series, you know, and this and I said that at the top of the show, right? These right. college players, those are amateurs. Yes. These are professionals, okay? Right. But I, I don't know. We'd have to pull it up, I guess. You know, like, what was the biggest comeback in Major League Baseball right, right. history after, say, the sixth inning? Right. Right? And if the biggest comeback in Major League Baseball history, Joe, was 13 runs, let's say, right? Right, right, right. And they have to set the threshold at 15 right. or something higher than that. Like, they have to be like, it has never happened before. But I got a proposal for you, Joe. Go ahead. Okay? The same way we went team by team with Cam Newton. Right. I was discussing this, you know you know, shooting this stuff at a bar with a friend that's a very intellectual guy. We talk right. about this kind of stuff all the time. You know how they talk about um, putting a man on second base in extra innings? Yes. You know That could, however, still lead to it going 13, 14, 15, 16 yes. innings. Yes, absolutely. I got, play, I got a way that it can't, Joe, okay? Ooh, ooh. Let's say you're playing my team, okay? You're the home team, right? So I'm up first in the top of the ten. Yes. Okay? I do not hit until I get three outs. Okay. Instead, I'm up until my team scores a run. Okay. Okay? And I score a run. Let's say it takes me five batters to score a run. Okay. Two batters to score a run. Solo home run to lead off. Whatever it is. Eight batters to score a run. Whatever that is, okay? I scored a run after five players hit. Right. Now, you as the home team, you have five at-bats. You got to score a run. That's correct. If you do, you win. Love if it. you don't, I win. You know, and, and then it'll only be one time up. Like, you know, in like cricket, they play all night and the whole, everyone gets up. Nah, let's yep. see how long it takes me to score a run. Yep. That's the measuring stick. You either beat it or you don't. That would only be one inning. It would never, it has a finite place yeah. instead of the way extra innings goes. I thought it was interesting. I don't think it'll ever be actually implemented Right, right. in an iconic way. If we're being creative about it all, right, yeah. that would be a way to make sure there's only a 10th inning and nothing more. Yeah, I,
1: and if you do ties, right, if you all allow right. for ties, nine innings and that's it. If it's 3-3, three, okay. three, it's 3-3. Three, three. You, you do have to then, of course, work more on a points-based system like hockey right. does yeah. in order, right, and then the win-loss of what we're used to. Right. So um, the last tie, by the way, I think there was one, was in 2016, believe it or not. Um, and it was game 162, right? Right, right, yeah. So it, there has been at least precedent. So if, if they came out and said, listen, nine innings, nine innings, that's it. If it's tied, that's the end of it um i i don't know that that would they'd get as much pushback there as to oppose to like you said the mercy rule or trying to do other of those types of things that really uh we're talking about uncharted territory in, in fact one of the ideas dan was to cut down on the exposure uh players have with one another is that you know what just put a ghost runner on second put a guy put a guy on third and if you get them sure. you know if they get it I, I get that's it. Fun. It makes sense,
2: but. Know play.
1: You know what I mean? First yeah.
2: like, uh, uh, runner on first and second, ground ball hit to the infield. How do I know if they if they made the force out? At right. second, or if that runner was too fast. You know, yes. hey, You know. listen, again, we are in a time yep. where the context is forcing people to be creative. It's and interesting. There's going to be some that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Some that I'm like, oh, that's cool. And some that are like. That makes absolutely no sense in the same way that the XFL has some things that are like, hey, that's a good idea. And others that are like, man, there's no way this hits mainstream. Yeah.
1: And I get the purpose of it. I understand what's going on with that. Makes total sense. Uh, But in practicality, but I will say this, some of these things we're talking about on a major league level, I get. But if you're telling me Little League wants to adopt a ghost runner. Or they want to do? I think, All right, I'm good to go. You know what I mean, right? I'm good to go. I got no problem with that. I don't know what you think about the seven inning uh, rule here. The double
2: headers.
0: Yeah,
1: you know I,
2: what I mean. But in connection to double headers, and right. then it makes sense if you got to play two. Right, right. Uh, I, I understand the idea of condensing. Right. But I think I would rather it be. You keep it to nine innings and you have some kind of extra inning or tie policy. Right. Right. As opposed to cause that does then warp the game, right? Uh, to be only seven innings. Right. I think it it, it does fundamentally change it. Um, similar to like you're not gonna give me a chance to come back from twelve runs. Yes. Right? yes. So I'm okay with it being a nine innings and double headers, right. but then you just have to do something with the roster size or extra innings.
1: It's um listen, if you're gonna play games outside at uh at any particular point in some of the places that they're talking. Now, the interesting part that they've with some of what we've heard is that we're talking Florida, Texas, and uh of course uh Arizona. They're all domes. Uh in the they're talking Tampa and Miami, uh two dome stadiums. They're talking the new Arlington Park, new dome stadium, and of course Chase Field there in Arizona dome. So uh, but it's still going to be pretty darn hot there one way or the other in some of these places especially if they keep the uh, roofs open and if you're going to be playing multiple double headers in a week here Dave, which let's face it understand at the end of the day guys this is still about money it's a business less innings means less commercial breaks or sure does means less money less revenue across the board right so when we, when we as we're talking about some of these things It's like, i just play seven innings. Well, that's an extra two innings now of revenue that went out the window because we did that. Uh, What do you mean, ties? So, again, less revenue. So, you have to kind of balance that with what is uh, going on here. But I do think multiple – a fact of this, if you're going to play as many games as possible, you're going to be playing a lot of doubleheaders, man. You are going to be playing a lot of doubleheaders. And I think the last thing baseball needs is a – 15-inning, game one of a doubleheader, foul. Uh, that's – I don't mind the seven-inning. I, I think of all of them, I, I hope they implement something or just say, you know what, nine innings, if it's tied, oh. tie it, move on to the next
2: game. You know what I mean, Dave? I do. And and I think – listen, the American public is used to seeing ties on right. the standard page at this point. Right. Okay, so whether it's soccer, whether it's hockey, three points for a win, one point for the tie. Um. I, if they had to go to a dramatic amount of double headers, I do think that some kind of extra inning or tie yes. policy. Because you're right, game one can go 14 innings, yep. and then another three and a half hours on the horizon.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, there's a few others. Uh, Two guys, the ability to uh, start with certain counts, um, uh, which is an idea too that uh, that we can kick around. Uh, the scheduling is going to be the hardest part of all right. of this. Keeping the and again, really at the end of anything that you choose who's if you're going seven innings if you're going ties who's eating the revenue loss because that right. to me dan at the end of the day is what you better figure out first and foremost because anything less than 162 games means there's going to be money lost and i'm sure the owners are not going to be like hey no problem we got this we got you so keep an eye on that uh, guys plenty still to decide here with baseball we love some of these ideas and we just gave you a couple of our favorites uh and coming up uh one of our favorites right now this time of year is this jordan special some really cool stuff going on with it for a lot of different reasons especially if you never had a chance to see Jordan play you didn't grow up with Jordan Um, then what is going on right now behind the scenes is exactly what the NBA Michael Jordan and everybody else was all about we'll talk about that coming up next year on The Grid it is the early line sportsgrid.com
0: dailyroto.com
1: All right, welcome back in. Here it is, the early line, sportsgrid.com. Joe Ari and Dane Martinez here for you as uh, we were just talking some Major League Baseball options and the ability for Major League Baseball on a shortened season because at this point, it certainly looks like it's going to be abbreviated. Uh, it's not going to be in 162 games, uh, but it is going to allow opportunities for Major League Baseball to experiment Uh, with some of the possible rule changes that have been kicking around. This is unlike any other year we've seen in the 150 years baseball has been playing. So it does kind of alleviate some of the pressure to keep everything the way we used to. So Dana and I talked about uh, some of the options, like uh, just go in nine innings. It win, lose, tie. It's over at nine. Move on. Um, You know, as far as the automated balls and strikes also. Uh, something they could do universal dh so there is an awful lot they could get away with and the public be like i'm all right with this just just give us some give us some baseball um so one thing that i don't know uh and it's so funny dane this this whole uh, the cover of having the coronavirus around dane has done wonders uh for news dumps and i don't know anybody that has made a or who was more fortunate uh, that this happened when it happened in many aspects than Major League Baseball from the perspective of there was a lot happening with Major League Baseball just before this went on. A lot of negativity, certainly around the Astros, and now that seems like a million miles, right, the cheating. One thing that we knew prior to this happening in the beginning of March, certainly as spring, uh, spring training was underway, was we never what the hell was going to happen to the Red Sox? Like what what was gonna happen with the red? We were all waiting for that, right? Because they they threw Houston under the bus and everybody wanted to hate Houston. Okay, great. We still were kind of waiting to hear like, all right, so what's Boston's hand in all this? We know Cora lost his job, right? We know there's definitely a, a new infrastructure there in Boston moving forward. It's a it's a new dawn for sure. But we were like, "So what?" And then, of course, the coronavirus hits, Dane, and all everything goes out the window until, of course, this week, where quietly, uh, on page 337, um, you know, when you get to it, it looks yep. like Major League Baseball, and even funnier, it looks like Big Poppy. Well, they, they've come up with the punishment here, Dane, and, uh, and Big Poppy of all people, is not very happy with it. So what are your thoughts? And I love how it just got thrown in underneath where nobody talked about it, and many people don't even realize that the punishment was handed down. What are your thoughts on the punishment of the, or lack of punishment, for the Boston Red Sox here?
2: I think it's a ridiculous lack of punishment and slap on the wrist. And that Major League Baseball also knew like you said, under the cover of night or news dump or under the cover of coronavirus, that they could kind of slip this through and the time where it would be kind of critiqued and the time where the shame would be in play, they're getting through this with coronavirus, Mm -hmm. you know? So to outline, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, yeah, okay, so they lose a second-round pick. Right. Uh, meanwhile, I think the Astros lost first and second round picks, and I think mm-hmm. for multiple years, yes. and they um, and the Red Sox, yeah, they, their video replay guy, mm-hmm. their staffer, lost his job. Yes. Kind of like, you know, in deflate Gate, you know? Kind of like the equipment The man. fall guy. The fall guy, exactly. And Joe, that's it.
0: <laughs>
2: that's it. And even Alex Cora, you know, the, 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 the disgraced and fired Red Sox manager, his, his kind of punishment was only one year and only because of his actions while he was with the Astros, okay? So I can see a universe where Cora comes back as the manager of the Boston Red Sox in 2021 yep. beyond, but I think, yes, this is, and they're going to try to couch it like, oh, it, far, it wasn't as extensive in Houston, as it was in Houston. I don't buy that for a second, Joe. Alex Cora in 2017 was supposedly like, the yep. ring leader of it all, right? Then he moves to manage the Red Sox in 2018 and they happen to win the World Series, but he didn't he decided, hey, this is really, really working for in Houston, but let's not do it as much in Boston. We're gonna rely yep. on what? His altruistic spirit. I don't buy that worth a damn. I think they realized that listen, uh, all of the kind of blowback that happened with mm-hmm. the Astros punishment and how their name is Mud. But like you said, they have the cover of coronavirus to slip this through. And Joe, honestly, the Astros also are going to kind of get off a little bit lighter because part of what we said, Joe, was what is going to happen every city they go to on the road this year. Right. Every group of beat writers would stick microphones in front of their faces. Every road PA announcer was going to play funny, quirky, ironic songs when they stepped up to bat. Every road fan group was going to heckle and bang garbage cans and throw buzzers at Altuve. And we talked about how that was (laughs) going to wear and tear on them, right? Throughout the season, and it would be hard for them, even to the point of us looking at their under total, even to the point of us looking at the A's and the Angels and that division. But guess what? They now, whatever proposal mm-hmm. MLB goes with, they are not going to have to endure the, the hate yep. uh, that was going to be in my opinion, kind of the biggest part of their punishment, the shame, and now they're going to not have to go through that. I think definitely the Red Sox, but to a certain extent, the Astros are also kind of uh, skirting part of the punishment.
1: I, I, I find it hilarious that all of this comes down to apparently a video guy. He was responsible for this, and I love what David Ortiz said, too. He said you're going to blame a video guy you're going to suspend him for two years just because he's watching what signals the catchers are giving he said what's what we've always done it makes no sense like why are you throwing this guy under the bus he said he says i don't call it cheating i just call it a poor excuse more than anything else you were looking for a reason to justify the investigation and everything else you basically took a video you absolved cora And the coaching staff basically is what you did, Rob Manfred. You basically said that it's the video guy's fault. Nobody else had anything to do with it. But yet Alex Cora uh, and the coaching staff were given, checked off, but you still fired them, right? You still, they still lost their job. Now this poor video guy, who I can promise you did not go out of his way to do anything without being told. Yeah.
2: Right. it was told, run this feed and tell us, try to crack the code and let us know.
1: Exactly. And <laughs> right. nobody else was at fault except that. So the Red Sox maintaining that, you know, ooh, we had a rogue employee. Where have Six. I seen that in Boston before? I'm Isn't that tapping, a shocker? Right? Like, oh, it was
2: really the equipment manager who decided right. to play footballs on his own bull. Makes no okay, sense. Okay, yep. absolutely. I completely agree with you. And it's the same, Joe. I mean, we've all watched, like, yep. mob crime movies or shows, right? It's, not, it's the low-level employee that rolls up, you know, and, the fall hits, guy. Yes. and comes the fall guy. So the, you don't get the kingpin of the cartel. Yes. That's the way it always goes down, and yeah. this is no different. But to think that this wasn't some kind of systematic approach right. is ridiculous, Joe.
1: Yeah, and it was funny because the, the point was made too. Um, a Rod uh, did a show did on you know Fox Sports. Uh, uh, a Rod was on their Major League Baseball show. Big Poppy, of course, is there, and they both came, said the same thing. They are like what the, what you are accusing this video guy of doing is happening in every major league clubhouse in baseball there are there that's what video guys do everybody is they're not banging on garbage can they're not doing that but what they are doing is they are trying to do their best to decipher <laughs> and break the codes he said like there's that? this is what everybody is doing here so uh, even even rod said what what happened in Boston is what everybody does in the league and the punishment makes zero
2: sense as far as he's isn't, concerned. Isn't there also so. the piece with like the Apple Watches and stuff How, like to me and this is the thing, right? Joe, you and I played baseball also. When yep. I was on my when I was the runner on second base, was I looking at what the catcher was throwing down? Yes. Yes. Was I trying to figure it out? Was I maybe given location one way or the other with what hand I put on what knee when I was taking my lead? Fine. And I understand that that's happened. I understand that that's happened for decades. The difference here is utilizing technology in order to do so. That's correct. So when Ortiz says that, like, yeah, but like don't try to lump it all in a broad brush. The idea of using the Apple Watches or the video replay or send the feed that is the part yep. that broke
1: the line i uh, I find it uh fascinating I, I I truly, truly do. I think it's great that uh, uh Major League Baseball decided that, well, we all knew something was going to come down. Um, but when you've already made such a spectacle of everything there and and Houston, you threw them alone, yeah. and you kept bringing up. All the, the Red Sox, there. something had to have happened. Cora loses his job. All right. So he and to your point, Dan, there's a very good possibility Alex Cora is reinstated in some way, shape, or form, uh, for for doing nothing other than what everybody else was doing. But apparently that rogue video guy who absolutely not only that, he's a safe cracker on the side, Dan. I don't know if you knew that too as well. <laughs> sure. So he <apparently> crack safe <laughs> too. You know what I mean? Ridiculous. I, and I, I wonder how much that poor guy got there. Maybe they were just like, listen. We got to suspend you for a couple of years. We got Don't worry. We got a nice 401 for you. You'll be fine. Right. Take the hit, but here's a new house for your mom. Right. You know, it's like college recruiting. And you know what? Nobody talked about it. Guys, this came out, you know, days ago, and it's amazing to me how it's just kind of like, oh, well, da da dee da 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 da
2: da 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I came down. There were other players in baseball talking about it. And yes. then there was like a back and forth in the media. There's none of that this time either. Yes. All the players are already quarantined in homes. I saw um, one interview that Yankees manager Aaron Boone did. Yes. Right? And he's like, you know, giving the good quotes, saying the right things. Being like, oh, I trust Major League Baseball and their investigation. But, yes. And I'm sorry to be a homer, Joe. But now think about this. From the Yankees' perspective, in 2017, they got banged out by the Astros. Who were cheating? Yes. In 2018, they got banged out by the Red Sox. Who were cheating? In 2019, they again lose to the AL- in the ALCS to the Astros. Yep. <laughs> we'll see if they were cheating or not. As a Yankees fan, I know that this decade of the teens is the first decade in a long time where they didn't get to a World Series, but the last three years of the decade, it was cheating teams right. that stood in their way. Yeah, and you got it,
1: and you're telling me basically when you think about it. First of all, the the Alex Cora connection to the Red Sox and the cheating, the rumors were just Come ridiculous. <laughs> they were all over the place, right? So then what happens is you've got you've got Major League Baseball that invested what a, a year long investigation into this and the right. only thing they came up with is a rogue video guy but you levied the same damn punishment to Alex Quara that guys that admittedly Lunau and AJ Hinch admittedly had done and broke right. every rule and law of, the, of what's going on but I, I don't make it to me it just doesn't make any sense I understand why Red Sox fans are like why why just say that you found anything at that particular point well you spent a year you were gonna have to answer for it anyway and this way at least you go listen Alex sorry about it but Alex Corey you'll eventually be back at some level because there is how are you going to keep him out of baseball now Hinch might Hinch too will eventually get back in I am sure on some level but Alex Cora should absolutely be back in some capacity here for what he allegedly did not do now.
2: So let me ask you this. Does Carlos Beltran get a managerial job? Yeah, I, I don't know, see his Mets, name anywhere in here. It's like... I, but as a player, right, he was supposedly one of the big players. All the players got the deal that they could talk. They had anonymity. The catch was that he went right. into this managerial role with the Mets. And for what it looked like, you know, back in the fall, over the Winter was more the public relations aspect. The Mets knew they had egg on their face. They yep. couldn't roll with Beltran. But time heals all wounds, yes. right, Joe? So yes. I can adhere you. maybe he's back as a candidate, you know. And mm. to be quite honest, my, my uh, frustration with this not only comes from the Yankees fan aspect, but because this is now completely swept under the rug under the cover of the coronavirus pandemic.
1: Yeah, I mean, depends on which way you go here, guys. Well, the other good news for Alex Gore and everyone else is, right now, that clock is ticking on the suspension. Yep. So it does not make a difference that they don't play a game, five games, ten games. This still counts as a year. So I do think he'll be back. I do not understand. And by the way, a second round, losing a second round draft pick, is this ain't the NFL, guys. All right. Nobody cares. Um, all right. Nobody cares at all. And it's not going to affect this team in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's just more of a, like Dane said, a slap on the wrist. It's more of a uh, look, we did something. We punished them. Alex Carr lost his job because he should have known the video guy. It's just, it's hilarious. Uh, the 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 similarities between this and Deflate Gate is is actually pretty funny. At this point, it's like, you're just justifying why you spent all this money in a year investigating a team that apparently, according to you, was doing nothing more than what every other team in Major League Baseball does. So if that is not, by the way, the only thing that has flown under the radar during the coronavirus news oh. dump, right? Uh, and it's just this is a very interesting concept and time of year we've seen this happen a lot around big stories and then all of a sudden when everybody's looking over here you kind of drop this little nugget of information in here major league baseball did it and i got news for you folks the government just did it my entire life there has been one question Dane, that has always been asked and one that has been debated from when i was two years old all the way through even today do ufos exist ah yes and apparently the government says hell yeah they exist and nobody the is saying a damn thing about it dan for years we have argued this fact right for years every movie that's come out everything right. you know there's ufos you're oh they're great there's no ufo the government just came out this week, guys, and told us, no, nope, they're, um, they're definitely UFOs. We have no idea what they're about. We'll talk about this coming up to start an hour or two, Dave, because I can't wait to hear what you got to say. Yeah, Baseball's not the only slick one, man. I got to tell you, the United States government dropping UFOs exist out of nowhere, and then none of us going, wait a minute, did they ha? Huh? One of the oldest and biggest debates in the world has just been solved and nobody is talking about it. We'll do it coming up here as we get ready. Hour two. It is the early line on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. We'll be right back.
0: Dailyrodo.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.